This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. I am back on the hafta panel after a rejuvenating week in the hills of Uttarakhand, Manisha's home state. Something good has come out of there. Uh we are here in the office of news laundry in the sweltering Delhi, which was quite a hard thing to take when I got in. Uh monsoon hasn't hit as promised. It has got delayed up, I believe. But all that aside, we've had a pretty action-packed week of news. Before we get into the headlines, let me just introduce the panel to you. We have joining us from London our regular columnist who also has been writing for Wire and Quint as well, Jami, is that right? No, no. Scroll. I've written Scroll. one for Scroll. So Jami N. Rao is an independent public health physician and epidemiologist. He has actually been on the Hafta before. He's over 25 years of experience in Britain's National Health Service and 5 in the senior civil service with the Department of Health. His particular skills are in data science, medical research ethics, evaluation of research proposals, critical appraisal of clinical evidence and health policy development. Much of that you must have seen manifest itself in the pieces he has written for us. And he's also visiting professor in the public health at Staffordshire University. Welcome Jami. Thank you. Also joining us from Chennai is our wonderful very own Jeshree. Hi Jeshree. Hi. I hope the weather in Chennai is better than Delhi, although I wouldn't I bet mean, on it. Marginally, but not by much. So. Oh, all right. And uh, Manisha here with us in office. Been in Delhi working hard. Yes. After she. Feel really bad. I didn't make you feel guilty actually because you said this is the first time you've taken a ten year, ten day long break. Eight day. This I think the first time in ten years I've. You just take two to three. I've taken yeah in the last. 10 or 15 years I've not taken more than 4 days but yes it was really weird because after my fourth day I was getting like antsy like okay what am I doing here with nothing to do that's, no screen that's terrible you should get used to being on holiday no actually once I had gone on holiday with my sis and she was really upset because after my third or fourth day I'd start pacing up and down and I would like say like I want to go back now you're addicted now. to work you're a workaholic I don't know I guess <laughs> is that a necessary condition for being a businessman wonderful producer Lippi will organize that. So Anand is there next week as well. So Jamni, before we get into the headlines with Jeshree. Sorry. उटरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरखंडरख
like the angries <laughs> like the angries so uh, jami you tell us about london you guys always talk about the weather right that's that's the joke that london is always talking about the weather what is it like yes. right now it's it's warm and muggy surprisingly uh, it's been a very warm few days lots of sunshine bright sunshine most of the for the for the past week but once you have 5 days of sunshine then you start getting the, the clouds start moving in a bit of thunder and a bit of rain and the whole thing cools down again but it's at the moment it's it's superb weather you can walk about in 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 in, in a simple in a simple with just a t-shirt you don't need anything more than that in the daytime mildly cool in the evenings and late night perfect perfect weather for sort of dressing up though there's nowhere to go <laughs> but tell me is the euro 2020 uh, mania do you notice it in london as you i mean i don't know whether you're moving around but do you see it is there anything noticeable No, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's there, but to be honest, to be honest, I can't. I don't have a feel on the pulse of the mood of people because the audience numbers are low. So normally, outside any stadium on match day, you would see crowds and crowds of people coming out, going in, parking restrictions, tubes would be the tubes would be crowded. You'd you'd have difficulty moving along the streets outside the big stadiums. But now all that is not there because because nobody can get into the stadiums now because it's only limited. socially distanced seating arrangement so you have to be quite well off to be able to get in and once you're in your the the usual crowded scenes are just not visible anywhere at the moment so it's a fraction of what one usually would a see a fraction of the kind of interest that used to be there i've 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 got tickets for the for the cricket match in manchester later on in in uh, in the month of august i'm hoping things would have lifted by then and i can go well i wish you luck i hope you can too <laughs> although i i wish you would have watched football but such are the times that we can't but uh, we have a cricket related headline but before we move into uh, you know vaccine related discussions with jami uh, jashi will give us the headlines yeah uh okay the headlines for the week Covaxin is 77.8% effective against COVID, according to data submitted by Bharat Biotech to the DCGI. Uh, AstraZeneca and Pfizer vaccines are effective against the Delta and Kappa variants, according to a study. I think the study was done by Oxford University. In India, around 40 cases of the Delta Plus variant have been detected, according to the Health Ministry. It's now been classified as a variant of concern. Brazil is currently probing uh, India's its Covaxin contract with India's Bharat Biotech. On International Yoga Day, Madhya Pradesh launched a mega vaccination campaign. I think it was an attempt to vaccinate more than 1 million people. The Kerala High Court on Tuesday stayed the orders by Lakshadweep Administrator Prafull Patel, which ordered the closure of all dairy farms and the banning of meat in midday meals at schools. Hmm. I think they've given the administration two weeks to respond. The UP government has directed the state police to trace those involved in religious conversions and invoke the NSA against them. Wow. The central government has suggested amendments to the Consumer Protection E-commerce Rules 2020. I think it's also uh, suggesting that e-commerce websites cannot hold flash sales, which I am very sad about. <laughs> uh yeah, the Mumbai police have named Republic editor Arnab Goswami as an accused in the TRP scam charge sheet. You can read some of the reports on this entire Yeah, we've done very detailed. We've done detailed reports on this. You can check them out on newslaundry.com. Yeah. The Times Network has undertaken to not run anything on Times Now which is defamatory to the Hindi film industry. Uh if Basically, I may please come now. in uh, it's too tempting Jashi sorry to cut in but just for our audience I'd like to tell them that this Times has given this undertaking when they were taken to court by a bunch of organizations and producers and production houses in Bombay for the kind of coverage they did of the SSR uh, case yeah. during that the Sushant Singh Rajput suicide case. 
and news laundry had pointed out their bullshit and they took us to court and we have actually had two <laughs> hearings and now in another court they have said sorry we will not do this defamation we will not do any defamatory content <laughs> meanwhile they're taking us to court so i'm really curious to see when they come next time to court because the last time the senior advocate didn't land up he said sorry sorry they're not available not well so i'd like to know what they will say to us now yeah exactly <laughs> so that's that's the story of times now and their brave reportage <laughs> Hmm. Didn't Manisha do a, a, a one of her one of her famous programs? Yes, or, yes, uh, that's what they. So they. That, that's the, what they send the us notice, the notice for. Uh, it it named Manisha. It named our wonderful producer. It named me. Uh, it also named the young researcher, the twenty-one-year-old boy who <laughs> yeah. had just happened to be the researcher on that show. Everyone it named. They, it all all these people were named in that uh, case. So. Uh, and, and and they of course must have thought that we'll take it down. We said fine. We'll see you in court. And we saw them in court and. Uh, They <laughs> didn't land up in the second one. Anyway, let's see. Mm. Uh, yeah. So Narendra Modi is going to chair a meeting on Jammu and Kashmir today with Kashmiri leaders who are expected to press for the restoration of special status. And this includes the Gupkar gang, what they used to say, right? So he's talking <laughs> yes. to the Gupkar gang now. That has made for some good headlines, I think. Mm. The Delhi High Court has granted interim protection to NewsClick editor in chief in the money laundering case registered against them by the ED. Right. The Digital News Publishers Association has moved the Madras High Court over the IT rules. It says the legacy media has been wrongly classified as part of digital media. So this association comprises print and TV media with a digital presence. So, but they did position themselves as representing digital media, but now they've gone to court saying they're not digital media. So I find that interesting. Yeah, they had a meeting with Javdekar last year. Yes. Twitter has restricted around 50 tweets that contain videos and images of a Muslim man being assaulted in Ghaziabad. According to Media Nama, this came after legal demands from the Indian government. In the same case, a Ghaziabad court has granted interim bail to all the nine accused, all the nine men accused of assaulting their elderly Muslim man. This took place on June 5th. Right. Again in Uttar Pradesh, the police have booked a journalist and two others for making allegations in a Facebook post about a land grabbing case. against the ram temple trust secretary who is also a vhp leader and one of these journalists vinith narayan many of uh, the listeners will not know vinith narayan but um, my generation would he is the man behind the jn diaries story which made uh, the deputy prime minister resign what uh, mr advani those jn hawala diaries vinith mm. narayan is the one who broke those stories so he's one of the ones named hmm. wow um akhil gogoi on tuesday was cleared by an nai court in one of two cases against him under the uapa The News Broadcasting Standards Authority has fined two Kannada news channels and censured Times Now for its biased coverage of the Tablighi Jamaat congregation last year. Times Now हमेशा न्यूज़ में छाया रहता है. UEFA has defended its decision to decline a request to illuminate the Munich Euro 2020 stadium in rainbow colours for Wednesday's match between Germany and Hungary. We'll discuss in a little more detail at the end. Because Hungary has come out with a law, no, to ban. I'm Why is sure. this happening? Is it because of Hungary yeah, not yeah. wanting? We'll discuss that in a little more detail after yeah. this. But final headline, which many people would have wanted to be the first headline, is a cricket-related headline. There was no wonder I'm saying it last. <laughs> <laughs> which is sorry, sports fans, but yeah, New Zealand has defeated India in the inaugural World Test Championship final held at Southampton on Wednesday. Also, we have a new NL Sena by Vivek Call. Oh yes, we have a new NL Sena project um, by Vivek Call. Tell us about it. Yeah, he's going to be looking at. 
at um, COVID testing data and new infections from January 1st to June 10th across all states. And you know when Vivek called as a data piece, it's going to be it very robust. It is a solid data piece. Um, he's going to be analyzing a lot of it and we'll get to know a lot of differences among states. So because he's going to do this across all states, you can also check out if you want to push to... Uh, you know, uh, contribute to the Senel Sena project. Check out his previous Senel Sena on housing that he'd done for us. It was a fabulous piece on whether you should buy a house or not. It's truly Sadabahar piece. So please uh, contribute to this. And also, in case you're wondering how we the NL Sena budget is allocated, this one will have a uh, you know explainer video, there illustrations, video editing, uh, and of course the social media push that we give it. So that is how we allocate budgets to NL Sena projects, other than you know what we pay the journalist. Basically, all vaccines have to be tested beyond a doubt that is the case. In the case of coronavirus, the testing process has been abbreviated or shortened because of the emerging because of the ongoing emergency. All countries have done that. But no country has, has approved a vaccine without a phase three data, in other words, the clinical trial data, displaying a certain level of efficacy. And the early ones showed upwards of 90% efficacy. And they were given what's called emergency use authorization, emergency use license, all these words have been bandied about. The fact of the matter is, and this is where some people may have may, may be right when they say these are all experimental vaccines, emergency use authorization, according to the Food and Drug Administration of America, considered to be the most rigorous evaluator of, of new drugs and new medicines, new vaccines and new products, is not a complete license. It is, it is an emergency use authorization because of the ongoing emergency and the, and, the, and the drug or the vaccine, in this case, the vaccine, remains an investigational product. And therefore, these are indeed, it is true, these are experimental vaccines and data collection continues until they can give what is called a biologics license or a full authorization. Where does WHO come into this? Why does WHO have to give anybody emergency use or uh, an emergency use license at all? When, when, when big countries, Europe, for example, India, definitely, America have got their own licensing authorities and drug regulatory agencies. WHO comes in purely because many, many other countries of the world, smaller countries of the world, do not have the infrastructure or the scientific wherewithal with which to do their own evaluation and uh, assessment of these new products. So if UNICEF wants to buy a vaccine or if COVAX, the combined Gavi-led, uh, UN, uh, WHO-led, Gavi-led uh, collective, wants to buy a vaccine, they can't just go and buy whichever va vaccine they want just because they happen to like the name of it. They have to pick from a list that the WHO has approved. So that is why getting on the WHO approved list has some importance for drug manufacturers, for vaccine manufacturers, because then their product can be bought by UNICEF or by, by, the, by the Gavi Foundation and so on, and given away to third country, to, 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 uh, to poorer countries of the world, Africa, large parts of the world cannot have their own vaccine, and they can be supplied with these vaccines. So at the moment, at the present time, as far as I know, only four vaccines have got the emergency use license from the WHO. WHO's licensing procedure is interesting. It's worth is is Covaxin one of them? Is Covaxin one of them? Covaxin is not one of them at the moment. Covaxin is not a WHO license. The WHO license, I was going to say, is it's interesting. They assess not only the vaccine data independently, but they also work with, or, or rather they also assess that vaccine manufacturer's national regulatory authority. 
So in the case of uh, in, in the case of Pfizer and, and the Moderna vaccine, they have to rely to an extent on the FDA's approval and what is their capacity to oversee the continued monitoring and safety and manufacturing processes of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. In the case of Covaxin, they will the the fact that Covax that Bharat Biotech has gone to WHO seeking approval, seeking their seeking to go onto the emergency use list of the WHO means the WHO will also be looking at the processes and procedures used by the Indian drug regulator, the CDS CEO of the DCGI, as to where, as to what their capacity is to sort of regulate and monitor it. So when they, if, we are not, not, if, if our vaccine is not on that list, do we know why? Do they explain why it's not there yet? Oh, they, it's, it's not that they, have, that they have rejected it. They haven't turned it down. Okay. They haven't considered it yet. Because to apply for it, you need to have good phase three trial data. Which we don't Minimum so, phase two and phase three trial data. Which which you, you're saying we don't have yet? Well, it, it, they haven't submitted it to anybody yet. And therefore, nobody can assess it. That's another interesting thing. Everybody, All the newspapers in India reported that the FDA has rejected Bharat Biotech's application for a US license. That's wrong. They did not reject it. They simply said, we won't consider it. You're not ready for it, they said, because we don't have the data for it. That was one point they made. The other point they said was that under their emergency use authorization procedures, the emergency use comes in when four conditions are met. And two of the conditions are very important. One, there has to be an ongoing emergency. Take that box. There is an ongoing emergency. Two, there must not be any alternative product. Their argument has been that we now have Pfizer and we now have Moderna, 70% of our population has already been, in, been given, a, given a vaccine. So therefore, we are not considering it, but we will consider it for what is called a full license. So they actually encouraged Bharat Biotech to go for a full license. A little appeal that paid to keep news free. Those of you listening to the Hafta on Chota Hafta or on YouTube are listening to the free version. News Laundry has no ads. We don't take ads from either Sarkars or Patanjali or Mokesh Bhai, or Adani, uh, or uh, indeed Kejriwal, who was full front page ad in all the Delhi papers. I don't know if it was there in the Chennai papers, uh, Jayashree. But, uh, uh, but there was yeah, a full page ad uh, on the front. But if he's a appealing to people to get vaccinated, I'm guessing that'll, that'll only be Delhi. Although uh, in the past, his his on-air ads yeah, go to everywhere. <coughs> they go everywhere. Uh, well, Yedhurap ads are coming, so... We take no ads so that we are not beholden to any politician or political party. We don't take ads because that, in our view, makes for a more independent newsroom and we don't have to worry about stuff drying up. Like I have often said in the past, not everybody who compromises journalists are bad people. But when you have 2,000 salaries to pay, sometimes you say, you know what, I just got to do this. And I think that was evident in some of the interviews we've seen, we were discussing this morning. I know those people have integrity, they're wonderful people, but if you just don't have money to pay, then you are depending on Yogi Ji's ads, then you'll be nice to Yogi Ji. We don't want to follow that model, so do subscribe to News Laundry. Go to newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button, or you can fund our NL Sena project directly, and that is how we can continue to do the work we do, because we do not fear money drying up because someone will punish us by not giving us ads. They can punish us all they want. We don't want their fucking ads. We want your subscription. I want to say that I took two shots of Covaxin. And uh, in fact, I hunted for Covaxin because primarily because Prime Minister had taken Covaxin. Hmm. So I didn't know at that time that, uh, I mean, you know, you cannot travel abroad uh, because this vaccine is not... Uh, recognized. Uh, hmm. Recognized. So uh, about the yoga thingy... Uh, 
I remember in 2014 uh, when he came into power, uh, Modi. He uh, or in the very first year, I think he had introduced uh, yoga day, and uh, I also remember. I think I was working with DNA at that time, and I think we did a story where they brought out, you know, uh, this uh, Mahatma Buddha uh, statue uh, out of uh, National Museum, uh, and uh, you know, it which was against the law. And uh, the, 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 that uh, statue uh, was in the background when Modi was doing yoga. And I also remember, vividly remember, because I have learned yoga, uh, I, I saw the standing posture of the Prime Minister, which was absolutely wrong. It wasn't, <laughs> I mean, yoga, you, you, you need to stand, you know, in a particular way when you do yoga and all. So, so uh, that's the first thing which we, uh, you know, was taught to us. Uh, and I, I went to a government uh, yoga center to learn this. So, so, so I remember that I think it was, but yoga has got its own, uh, uh, you know, benefits hmm. uh, uh, if, if done properly. And uh, I think any, any uh, popularity or any, any uh, spreading of it, uh, through uh, whether by Ramdev or the government is welcome. Right. So. My only thing is that, yeah, I think this is the one thing we should take to the world. It should be yoga. I mm. mean, there's a huge benefit in that. But now look at this yoga day celebration. It's a one day celebration where every year we have the same visuals, PM doing it, you know, uninterested cabinet ministers doing it and doing it wrongly. Mm. And also soldiers, you know, at the border, they'll get ITBF, you know, personnel oh, doing this it. This time they had camels doing it. So camels what is, it. what is the... How are you really taking yoga to the world by doing this photo op in India? How is watching the PM doing yoga, you know, leading to us as brand and world, you know, brand ambassadors of yoga? So that's the problem with it. And how many universities yeah, do we have teaching uh, yoga? What are the, you know, what are the kind of um, uh, money that yoga instructors are making? I mean, these are the questions that we should also look at. How are we sending out yoga instructors from India, whether through embassies or whatever, to sort of you know, have our yoga ambassadors all over the world. I mean, I these will, are concrete will, things we should be thinking about. I will add just one thing, because I remember we had done this story. So I don't know whether government should be part of, you know, this, uh, uh, the team to spread yoga message yeah. or whatever. Because we did a story and we, it was an RTI-based story. Uh, the government had spent, I think, 38 crore rupees on one single day for whatever yoga, on the yoga day, 38 crore rupees which was public money. So I, I really don't know whether it is. No, but uh, to go back to your original question, I do think the BJP is getting very aggressive in the sense that I think they're seeing a conspiracy in everything. For example, this choice of words of union government has become a big thing here. Then another example would be Harshvardhan's response to Manmohan Singh's very measured letter last year. Yeah, I know. It was unnecessary to spiral in the way that he did. He, he said, why didn't you follow this when you, it's a pity your party didn't follow this. That was a very unnatural sort of response. Also today in the Hindu, there was a story on how um, the Parliamentary Standing Committee on Science and Technology met yesterday, and they were going to discuss uh, genetic sequencing of COVID and vaccine developments. There are 11 BJP MPs and seven opposition members who are a part of this parliamentary standing committee. The BJP members objected to deliberations on these subjects, saying an investigation could demoralize the scientific community, which is absurd. I'm and so sorry. then the BJP, <laughs> so then they asked Jairam Ramesh, who I think was chairing the meeting, to postpone it. And he said, no, we need to 
discuss this or whatever. So then they staged a walkout. The BJP members staged a walkout. And that's it. So I'm saying this is an unnatural response to what should be a great... Like, yes, we do need to know about genetics, our genome sequencing in India. We do need to have those conversations. But the BJP sees it as an attack on its handling of the pandemic when at the moment it is not that. And the interesting thing is... In the law, in the medium term to the long term, if you really want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy, openness is far better than having a closed system because an open system will, will, will not allow conspiracy theories to start developing. Take, for example, that question about the gap between the two doses. If I had been advising uh, the government, I would have said, let's be upfront and honest. There is nothing shameful in saying that the ideal would be to give the vaccine with a gap of about four to eight weeks because that is what the research shows. But unfortunately, if we did that, the consequences at the population level would be that a few people would get fully immunized and large numbers would not be would not even get one dose of the vaccine. We also know that one dose of the vaccine confers some immunity. So we have taken the view that giving a large number of people some immunity is better than giving a small number of people a great deal of immunity. So on that basis, we are going to increase the gap to 16 weeks. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that stand if it is taken consistently, explained patiently, and everybody signs up to it. From minister downward, everybody says the same thing. People will say, right, look, okay, we all can't have a full seven-course meal, but at least let's all let's, let's enjoy at least eat, eat plain simple dal bhat for, for a few days. Perfectly okay. Everybody's belly is reasonably full. Nobody dies of starvation. And at the same time, when vaccines become available, we can gradually reduce the dose bit by bit by bit. What is wrong with that? Instead of that to, to, to cover up and hide everything and say, oh, we can't even tell you why we are not going to increase the dose or the gap or decrease the gap, suggests, you know, skullduggery. And at some point, somebody is bound to start suspecting and say, oh, they don't know what they're doing. And all these sort of stories start to spread. This one is from Priyash Mohapatra. Hello, NL team. Saving your time straight to the question to Abhinandan. You say that the subscription model for journalism is not ideal, but only next to best we have right now. I mean, it's the best we have right now and way better than the ad-funded model. What downsides do you see in the subscription model adopted for news, however few they may be? Well, uh, I mean, the downside, Priyash, first of all, thank you for making the subscription model work, for making us sustainable for so long and for being a part of the army that keeps news independent free by subscribing. Learn from Priyash, all you Mufat Khors who are listening to this for free in the Chota Afta. Yeah, go get your credit card and pay to keep news free on newsline.com. The downsides are that we have to make a very conscious case of covering things like for example we're an English site right the overwhelming majority of people who have the capacity to pay for news even if it's 300 rupees a month are English speakers so there could be a tendency of only catering to English speakers um, whereas you know large majority of Hindi speakers I mean there will be people in the in the Hindi news market who can pay but as a large chunk as a market one can assume that that is not as uh, well off uh, because there is some sort of a overlap between your purchasing power and knowing English or going to English medium schools. That is one danger. You know, another danger is, you know, just one sort of people subscribing to you. So you kind of cater to them. Although there is data to suggest that people don't pay for opinion, they pay for news. But then what news you pick? I mean, are we only going to pick urban news because all our viewers, listeners, uh, you know, readers are in Chennai, New York, Boston, Delhi, Bombay, Calcutta, London. Or will we also cover what's happening in Sewal Khas and Khurja? Because probably Sewal Khas and Khurja is not reading news laundry. 
so those are the dangers uh, and there are ways to kind of make sure you don't fall victim to that well i won't okay let me rephrase that not make sure there are ways to try to minimize that but that is a danger even an ad funded model and i'm sure there'll be people on the panel who can think of sorry in the subscriber funded model what are the other weaknesses of sub funded models that you can think of manisha jami uh, raman sir jayshree can you think of any others i think as journalists maybe like one thing that journalists don't like doing is putting the stuff behind paywalls so that's like i think with journalists most of them want to be read and be seen and heard by mm. number of people so maybe i think when it comes to putting stuff behind paywall it makes it makes journalists feel a little bad but that is the only way to then go about yeah, you know, right. uh, putting putting subscriptions to hmm. yeah you re- then you restrict yeah. some some reports to few people whereas yeah. they should serve all public i think now for uh, one disadvantage that we don't have thankfully because we started off really early for the newer entrants to form a habit uh, and to explain to people why you should be paying to them is kind of tough i think we've been doing it for a very long time so it's and we are shameless easier for us they yeah. are very polite in asking they say please support us we say <laughs> if you're not supporting independent media and paying for it stop whining about how bad news is but then that's also because we're completely ad free so that's also a big and shameless big leap to take so that we that leap of faith that also leap is of faith we took, hard yeah. for most independent news organizations <clears throat> to also take basically to- Newsland taking the position it did was the equivalent of leaping off a stage and hoping the audience will catch you and they did catch <laughs> us because we didn't take any ads but had yeah. they not caught us Then as we have seen flat on our face yeah. all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers served thank you Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please